Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 can I get applause or something so I feel like I'm not talking to myself? Yay. Wait, I'm wrong. Ed Sheeran was here yesterday. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> okay. Let's start this over again. Today is hump day. And today we have J.I.D. coming through. Yes, that'll be his first time on the show. So we're excited to hear from him. Also, 50 Cent is coming through. He has some big things happening starting today. 
But we want to talk about three new shows that he has coming in the immediate future. Also, you know, DJ Envy has his show alongside Caesar, a.k.a. Flippin' NJ. So we'll get into all of that. And 50 don't have no problem answering any questions. So I already know certain things are going to be all over the place. But um, what were we doing? Yesterday, I was watching Joe Biden talking about uh, Democrats and what needs to be done in order for... Oh. Well, hey, good morning, guys. Y'all came in together? Yeah, we uh, woke up with each other and just decided to come on in together. Well, well, you got to stop doing this. that in the morning. This, this really has to stop. But we okay. can't lie to the people anymore. Who, who can't lie to the people? I ain't lying. All right. You the one lying. Good morning, Yeezy. Hey, thanks, guys. Hi, good morning. How you feeling? I was just telling everybody who's coming through today. GID is coming in. 50 Cent is stopping through as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Damn. What? Okay. Yeah, let's get it cracking. <laughs> Front page news, what are we talking about? Uh, let's talk about Jerry Jones' accusations against him. and um, What's the accusations? You're about to find out in Front Page News. All right, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Last night, the Yankees beat the Cleveland Guardians 5-1. The Phillies beat the Padres uh, 2-0. Now, tonight, the Yankees take on uh, the Astros, and Philly takes on the Padres again for Game 2. Now, NBA season started yesterday. We ain't going to go through all these scores every day, but we'll do it. You know, today's the first day. The Warriors beat the Lakers 123-109. Lakers suck. Lakers suck. LeBron had over 30 points last night, Yeah, 31. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he's he's like, what, number two all-time scoring, so they might probably break the scoring record this year. I think he'll break it this year. But that's the only thing they got to look forward to because they suck. And the Warriors are going to repeat as NBA champions. I told y'all that already. And the Celtics beat the 76ers 126-117. Now what else we got, Yeezy? All right, well, Jerry Jones, Dallas Cowboys owner, is facing a new lawsuit. He's accused of sticking his tongue in a woman's mouth, grabbing her forcibly, and groping her all against her consent. And according to the lawsuit, she also accused him of doing this in a room full of witnesses. And she believes people in the room, including former Cowboys head coach Jason Garrett and um, other prominent Cowboys players, are also uh, liable for this. So she is suing now for that. When did this happen? Was it recently or was it? She suffered emotional distress, psychological pain and suffering and medical expenses as well. Yeah, we've seen pictures. 2018. Of, 2018, okay. We've seen pictures of Jerry Jones uh, being handsy before. Mm-hmm. 
She said uh, she has nightmares about what Jerry Jones did to her. She has trouble focusing and completing day-to-day tasks at work and at home. She gets nervous around men and has trouble being alone with men. And she said she often cries because of what defendant Jerry Jones did to her and does not want any other woman to experience such assault. She's still seeing a doctor for treatment Mm -hmm. and as a result of symptoms brought on by the assault. Mm. All right, now there was also an owners-only session of the annual fall league meeting on Tuesday. And according to reports, Jerry Jones got into a heated exchange with the New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft over the subject of contract negotiations with Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner. They had been preparing to vote over whether or not to permit their compensation committee to open negotiations on a new contract for Goodell. Jerry Jones was the lone person who opposed that measure. And allegedly, he cursed out Robert Kraft. Sources said that he told him, don't F with me. Robert Kraft replied, excuse me. And then he said, don't mess with me. The measure did eventually pass 31 to 1, with Jerry Jones being the only person to say no. When billionaires argue. Yeah, old white billionaires (laughs) just beefing. You know how much Roger Goodell makes as NFL commissioner? How much? So... Combined for the 2019-2020 and 2020-2021 seasons, he made $128 million. What? Damn. For two seasons. I know the commissioner's yeah, salary was that much. What? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he was making tens of millions of dollars, but $128 million? For two seasons. To be a commissioner? Now, Jerry Jones, according to ESPN, Yikes. believes that the triggers for Goodell's Bless considerable you. bonus pool in a new contract would be too vague and not connected enough to the league's financial goals. He believes in corporate good governance and wants accountability on the financial goals tied to Roger's bonus. He's sensitive to awarding a big bonus to Roger before he performs and earns it. Jesus Christ. So how did, how did they pick the commissioner? Because, I mean, it's not like an owner of a team. So how do you pick it? Does everybody have to vote for the commissioner? I don't know, but I know he made $63.9 million. That's a lot of bread to be commissioned. I wonder how much of that is bonuses. Listen, I don't know. Yikes. And I wonder how much of that is like regular salary and then how much of that is bonuses. But I mean, with this, he's going to get even more. All right. Yikes. <laughs> I know. It's crazy, right? Uh, so, groundbreaking movie star Anna Mae Wong will be the first Asian American featured on U.S. currency. She broke into Hollywood during the silent film era and she faced a lot of racism, a lot of pushback. But uh, they're doing these new coins that will tell the stories of five extraordinary women whose contributions are etched in American culture. She's considered the movie industry's first Chinese-American star. Uh, She carved out a four-decade career in film. She was born in L.A., started acting at 14, and then took a lead role in The Toll of the Sea in 1922. So she appeared in dozens of movies, but faced deeply entrenched racism in Hollywood, where she struggled to break from stereotypical roles. And they're also going to be doing a movie about her life, a biopic. Uh, She'll be portrayed by Gemma Chan, who starred in Crazy Rich Asians. And what coin will she be on? Um, It's a quarter. Whatever, whatever happened to, to Harriet, Harriet Tubman? Tubman How is she going to get before Harriet Tubman? I would Tubman. think the same thing. Shout out to you know her, that what happened to the Harriet Tubman Harriet Tubman is supposed to come out in 2030. Oh. She's going to be on a $20 bill. These know. are like a limited edition, you know, for women. Well, they can put Harriet Tubman on something until they put her on the Yeah, has, has a black person ever been on a coin, even if it was limited edition? Nigga, no. Unless you count Abe Lincoln. What kind of stupid question is I'm that? I'm just asking. I just want to make sure. I don't want to make sure because this is limited edition. This is something I guess. Oh, you just, said limited this edition. This is limited okay, edition. That's a better question. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I asked limited edition. Have, has a black person been on a limited edition coin? Mm, yeah, I don't so know. this is a whole American Women Quarters program. So it highlights pioneering women in different fields. So just FYI, the other four quarters uh, Maya Angelou. Okay. Okay. Sally Wright, Cherokee Nation leader, Wilma Mankiller, and suffragist Anina Otero Warren. 
I don't and know this is all selected with input from the public. So we got Maya Angelou. I'm looking at the Maya Angelou quarter right now. Mm. All right. Well, that is your front page news. So all these coins come out at the same time? I don't know what the actual date is, but I just know they're being rolled out. Because you said Miss Wong. They, but they, announced, you they announced all of them. This one was just announced. I would like Maya Angelou on the quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I like that one too. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. 
tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Benny, man. Where's that the me? Blood in my eyes. Ah, go, Envy. Hey, what up, All brother? Right. Porta potty hey, guy. Hey, peace and blessings, man. I hear my favorite artist is coming on the show today, man. 50 Cent, what up, man? Yeah, 50 gonna be joining us in a little bit. I just want 50 to know I could take $6,700 and make things happen, man. Yeah, I think you a lot mean? of people could take 6700 and make things happen. <laughs> hey, I just want to say, man, Kanye West. Man, I love Drink Champs. I just want to say, Nari, uh, that Drink Champs interview was great. I don't think you should be apologizing. And you're, hey, 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 Sean, hey, Sean Stone, there's no, you, you can't call yourself a man of God and say that you don't think he should be apologizing. Why can't a man apologize if you feel like he hurt a whole family? And you know the family is suing now for $250 million, right? Oh, oh, so that's, that's the only thing I didn't agree with Kanye West because I literally saw the video of the police officer on George Floyd's neck, you know what I mean? But a lot of the bad business that he was talking about, with Jewish people and stuff like that. He was just expressing himself. And I don't feel like he came off with no anti-Semitic type of message because he wasn't saying that he hates the Jewish community. He was just saying, hey, they're doing bad business and I'm calling I, them I, out. I, I, I cannot believe how y'all let Kanye West distract y'all. This man just two weeks ago was walking around yeah. with White Lives Matter shirts and giving y'all his ass to kiss. And, he, and like I told y'all, he does this all the time. He'll, he'll, he seeks white validation and turns around and acts so pro-black and y'all fall for it every time. I told y'all nine months ago he was a clown and was doing clownish. It's amazing. But no, nine months it, ago. It really is funny how he does the same thing every time and people fall for it. He, he seeks white validation so much he always does something that's on black people and then he turns around and acts so pro-black and then y'all fall for it again. It's unbelievable. Hello, who's this? Yo, yo, what up? It's Mo, what up? Mo, what up, man? Get it off your chest. 
Yo, what's good? Listen, yo, Charlemagne. Yes, sir. Yo, I know you got the donkey of the day. You got the Remy Ma. You got the Kathy. You got the Chris Rock and all that. Yo, I need to hear Jamaican. I need to hear Jamaican drop like like a shop, right? What is done to the key and could turn him in a donkey? Like, yeah, you know I mean, what, what's good? Oh, that would why be don't facts. You, why that don't you do hard. it right facts. now? All right, let's let's go. Close my donkey. Ready? Ready? What's your name? Yo, it's low, man. You already know what it is. Come on, low, low, low. low. Right. Let me hear the Jamaican donkey. Yo, the boy. Okay, your phone is yeah, breaking your phone up. Your phone sounds like you in Jamaica. Yeah, right your now. phone, your phone, your phone is ruining this, ruining this fuss. Oh, oh man! Damn it, man! God did. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yes, hey, how you doing? My name is Sonny, man. Sonny, good morning. Get it off your chest, Sonny. All right. Um, right. I'm a small business owner. I'm a trans... Uh, I do uh, transportation for kids, and basically, I just want to get off my chest with the fact that um, I'm dealing with a lot of mothers, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, kudos to them things. Shout out to them for, you know what I mean? always having the money on time but you know sometimes you just have some parents that when they don't have the money they become extremely critical of your business this uh mm-hmm. last night i got a phone call from a parent mind you she owes me about you know what i mean i, I, I don't want to disclose the amount but i don't have no problem with it you know what i mean i'm a part of the community i'm down for the cause you know what i mean i'll hold it down so she calls me she's just like hey you know my child has been late 12 times i'm like what like, that doesn't make any sense, and you know what I mean? If, you know, at this stage in the game, look how long kids have been going to school. Like, why are you now calling me now and telling me that your child has been late 12 times? You know, I have other students in his same exact class who never had that problem. So right. I was just like, hey, you want to know what? I'll call the parent on the other line, you know what I mean, that's in your son's school. Because if he's late, then the Everyone's late. late. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, all right, cool, like... Oh, no, that's not necessary. That's not necessary. (laughs) All right, so, like, what do you want me to do to prove to you that, you know what I mean? I know for a fact that wherever the problem is coming from, it's not coming from my She want a discount. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you, Angela. That's all she had to say. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) that's all she had to say. Like I said, I'm a part of the community. I've been doing this for quite some time. And I know single mothers, like, they need a break from time to time. You know what I mean? I'm from New York City again. My mom was a single mother growing right. up. I know how, how the struggle is. So it's like, come she on. She could have just been like, honest instead of trying to put it on you like you're not doing your job. Listen, well, I I simply hit her with a kind text like, you know, ma'am, thank you for your business, but unfortunately your services are no longer needed. Ooh, Damn it, man. You fire I mean, her you know, from paying you. I, yeah, man, listen, we're not going to get about, you know what I mean? We can talk about other things, but we ain't going to go there, so... Um, I just wanted to just get that off my chest. Um, you guys are great. I listen to you every morning. I try to keep it down uh, between you and, uh, I mean, I try to keep the volume down so the kids can't hear. Um, mm-hmm. And it's mainly between because of Charlemagne and uh, DJ Envy's booty jokes. But, I mean, <laughs> it's all good. You know what I mean? It's all good. Um, I enjoy it. It helps me get through the morning a lot quicker. Thank you, guys. Okay. Thank you. Damn booty jokes. Hello. Who's this? Hi. This is Crystalline. Hey, Crystalline. Get it off your chest. All right. So, li- I'm literally getting this off my chest. I've been up since 445 this morning. I couldn't sleep. Like, it's been bothering me. So, um, last month, September 12th, 
me and my husband went to our new bank. Mind you, we left Wells Fargo because of all the stuff going on with how they're treating like our colored people or whatever. So we took our money out there, went to a credit union called Members First. And so we were waiting in like the waiting area to get a debit card or whatever. And then I happened to look up and I saw this picture and on the label, it was like a plantation. And I'm like, Wow. I was like, babe, I'm like, babe, am I tripping or is that like, is that what I, like, I think it is? Like, there's no way, like, it, it's not. So we like even looked it up because I was just thrown off by it completely. And here it really was. We looked it up. It was a slavery plantation. And oh I was gosh. so pissed. Like, yeah. And so I went right, and then it's like right outside of the, um, the branch manager's office. So I went over to her office and I like told her like do you know what's outside your office like this is so offensive to my culture and my people like this like is crazy like I, I just like went in like so what would you want her to do you want her to take the, you want her to take the picture of the plantation down yeah I want her to take the picture down and now I want an apology to my people okay for that All right, so I wanted to put this on black because they're not it's not a local bank and like a local credit union it's members first and so I wanted to make the people aware, like, you might have a credit union that supports stupid shit like that, and that's not cool. Okay, well, thank you, Mama. You put them on blast. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes, and let's talk about streaming artists. Who are the top two streaming artists in any genre for 2022? We'll tell you who they are. All right, we'll get into it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen up. It's just the end. All the gossip. 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 The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, let's talk some numbers. Rappers with the most streams in 2022, according to Hits Daily Double. That's easy. Okay. One and two. Number one. NBA Youngboy. Drake and NBA Youngboy. Uh, number two is NBA Youngboy. Number one is Drake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, so they have the most streams. Uh, Drake with 6.7 billion. Youngboy with 5.4 billion, followed by Bad Bunny. Then Juice World, then Kanye, Future, Lil Durk, Eminem, and Rod Wave. And it amazes me how uh, all the traditional outlets still ignore NBA Youngboy. Still don't get no radio play. Mm-mm. I wonder how much that, that turns into dollar sign. Like, those billions of streams, how much money do they make off of that? I don't know. I know if NBA Youngboy was torn, NBA Youngboy would probably be the biggest thing out here. Mm-hmm. NBA Youngboy also makes a crazy amount of money off his merchandising, too. 
by the way. I think out of all the artists, he's tops in that. I can see that. Mm -hmm. All right, now, NBA Youngboy also, you know, he, he doesn't seem like the joking around kind of person, but he did hop on live with Drewski and talked about could have been records. That's his, you know, Drewski does these things with these artists where they rap and he has this label that's all a joke. And here's how it went down. You're the epitome of what we want down here could have been records. And and if you, uh, are you open to leaving 4K trade? I'm not NBA on 4K trade. You're not neither one of those, okay? We got a position down here. You could be the CEO. We, we could take over this shit for real. Your type of person you are. Man, I'm telling you, dog. We take over the world together. We do like an 80-20. 80 my way? No, no. <laughs> Down here, Cubin Records. Things are things are flopped a, 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 a different way. You, you follow me? It wouldn't it wouldn't come. 20, 20 is still a good number, though. Mm. Yeah, so obviously Juice has these very uh, funny and popular Instagram lives, but could have been records. Mm -hmm. All right, Nas and Hit Boy have announced. On November 11th, King's Disease 3 is coming out. He posted the artwork and he put KD3 on each one of the bars. So get ready for that. Um, and George Floyd's family, like we discussed earlier, has announced a $250 million lawsuit against Kanye over the comments that he made on Drink Champs. On a, in a press release that was out yesterday, it was revealed that Roxy Washington, who is acting on behalf of her minor child, who also is the sole beneficiary of uh, George Floyd's estate. She's retained the Witherspoon Law Group and Dixon and Dixon Attorneys at Law to file that suit. So that would mean that George Floyd's daughter, who's represented jointly by the two firms, is now looking for $250 million in damages. According to the attorney, Kanye's comments are a repugnant attempt to discount George Floyd's life and to profit from his inhumane death. And the suit is described as not only against Ye, but also his business partners and associates. These comments included false claims about George Floyd's murder, which amounts to harassment, misappropriation, defamation, and infliction of emotional distress. So I also feel like the documentary that Candace Owen did that he refers to, of course, I haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. But if she says that in the documentary that that he did not, you know, because they've already proven that it was a homicide. There was non-lethal fentanyl in his system. I mean, we saw it. And we saw the <laughs> knee on the neck. But, you know, they did actually do a whole entire autopsy to determine what it was. You know, it was declared a, a, a murder before they even did the autopsy or anything. Yeah, so it's a homicide. So yeah. you can't mm -hmm. just make false or misleading claims. Well, he I, should, he I should hear be people sued. repeating that now. No, he should be so. You just don't put drugs in that man's system when there's no drugs in his well, system. Well, no, 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 no. He did have low, he had low levels of Not fentanyl lethal. in his system, Not but they, they weren't the cause of his death. Mm. Right. But people will throw that around and act like, well, that's what it was, but no. And, and I can see how that would be traumatizing for his daughter and family members. Yeah, and I'm sure, uh, I'm sure they'll name that documentary in the lawsuit. When, mm -hmm. when when all the details of the lawsuit come out, I'm sure all of that will be in there. And by the way, man, I keep telling everybody, and I've been telling y'all this forever, you have freedom of speech. And you, you even got the freedom to lie. You even have the freedom to spread misinformation. But I don't know who told y'all that you are free of the consequences of doing those things. You mm -hmm. free to say whatever you want. But there is a cost to it. Sometimes it's a lawsuit. Sometimes somebody punches you in the mouth. Sometimes it's an ass whooping. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Either way but, you want to take but it. But I don't know why y'all keep thinking uh, free speech is not free. And once again, uh, salute to Drink Champs. That's, that is the reason Drink Champs took the interview down. That is the sole reason. Because they Nori realized how much, number one, those comments would hurt the Pain, family yeah, absolutely. and, and, and re-traumatize the family and you know 
of course, from a business perspective, as soon as you heard it, you know you knew that was liable. And it's it's just false. Now, it's, it's let's see if you could sue Kanye for this because he had some things to say about you too. Jewish media, black media, trauma culture, trauma economy, the stuff that Charlemagne the God works for, stuff that Rosenberg works for, the stuff that academics, the guys, the academics. You got to understand all these people that y'all listening to out here, tell y'all, they getting their checks cut. I need y'all to really respect what I'm doing, the stuff that I'm doing and I'm saying online and love the fact, look, I got, I got money, I got my songs. I could go off and just go to, you know, Hawaii and live a nice life. That means that God has called me to sacrifice all of that mm. in order to bring the truth. That's what I'm saying. They don't cut my check. What do you say about Charlemagne? He just gets a check? I, don't, I have no idea. Kanye is so boring at this point because he's too predictable. Like I always tell y'all, whenever he's going through these manufactured beefs, these problems that he creates with for himself, whether with a corporation, his ex-wife, not a Jewish community, he becomes so pro-black and y'all fall for it every time. Clown. But when he's seeking white validation like he was at the fashion show in Paris a couple weeks ago when he was giving black people his ass to kiss, per usual, with those White Lives Matter shirts, uh, you know, now now he's going through this manufactured beef with the Jewish community, so he becomes so pro-black, and y'all fall for it every Well, speaking time. of those White Lives Matter Jesus shirts, uh, he, alongside Ian Connor, have given those shirts out to homeless people in L.A. I saw that. It was a video, right? He, it, was giving, mm -hmm. <laughs> it was giving out White Lives Matter shirts to homeless people. Listen, man, don't let that man distract you from the fact that he was out here pushing white supremacist slogans like White Lives Matter and minimalizing the fact that uh, black lives do indeed matter. Don't let that man distract you from the fact that he was repeating the rhetoric of white supremacists saying George Floyd died of fentanyl and the cop mm. didn't have his knee on his neck like that. Like, like come that. on, man. All right, well, on top is... of every other anti-black statement, the man is other. Kanye West wants white validation. He looks down on all things black. We know this. All right, well, that is your rumor report. Jesus Christ. Okay. I just so understand how people fall for it every time. I'm just tired of discussing him. I'm tired of the back and forth. I'm tired of, yes, yeah, oh, he did this. He's and all of a sudden, we love him. Point. No, he's, he's clown work. He's just a big clown, man. Sad yeah, to say. Man. And who are the black people on Kanye's team? Like, Kanye's been in this business a long time. You got oh, these billion-dollar well, companies. I said that last time. I, what's, your, what's your staff at Yeezy look like? What did your staff at The Gap look like? He's always discrediting black people and saying we don't own anything but braids in the N-word. Well, he's a black owner. Is he practicing what he's preaching or just talking per usual? It's a good question. All right, well, <laughs> front page news is next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is Monsters and How to Tame Them. Hear Kevin Hart's hilarious and smart advice on low self-esteem. Start listening when you sign up for a free 30-day trial at the home of storytelling. Audible.com slash Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. The drop a bomb for the New York Yankees. Never heard of them. They beat the Cleveland Guardians 5-1 yesterday. They move on to play the Astros tonight. And the Padres lost to the Philadelphia Phillies. All right, now, NBA yesterday, if you're watching NBA, of course, the season is back. The Warriors beat the Lakers 123-109. LeBron, I think, had 31 last night. Lakers suck, bro. Lakers suck, and the Warriors repeating as NBA champions. I told y'all that already, though. And, and the Celtics beat uh, the 76ers 126-117. Now, what else we got, Yeezy? All right, well, Joe Biden was at the Democratic National Committee event yesterday in Washington, and he talked about if Democrats both hold the House and add seats to their Senate majority— then he would codify abortion rights and make that his first priority. Here's what he said. Court got Roe right nearly 50 years ago, and I believe Congress should codify Roe once and for all. 
If you care about the right to choose, then you got to vote. That's why in these midterm elections are so critical to elect more Democratic senators to the United States Senate and more Democrats to keep control of the House of Representatives. Folks, if we do that, here's the promise I make to you and the American people. First bill that I will send to the Congress will be to codify Roe v. Wade. And when Congress passes it, I'll sign it in January, 50 years after Roe was first decided the law of the land. And together we'll restore the right to choose for every woman in every state in America. So vote. All right. President Obama uh, made that same promise. And then when he got the opportunity and had the Senate seats to do it, he said that wasn't high on his list of priorities. So I believe it when I see it. Yeah, I mean, there were some unsuccessful attempts to codify Roe over the last couple of years. Uh, Joe Manchin blocked it along with Republican senators. President Obama uh, actually had the Senate seats to do it, though. Mm -hmm. He said it wasn't high on his list of priorities after making that promise on the campaign trail. So like I said, I believe it when I see it. All right, and it is very challenging right now, this political environment, as Republicans are uh, planning to take over a lot of seats. Um, and the problem is, though, that they're trying to figure out what matters the most to voters, and it feels like this does matter, but what matters more is the economy. That's right. And that those issues, economy and the inflation, that plays to Republican strengths right now, so Joe Biden's approval ratings are still low. And so that hurts the Democratic candidates. Now, Joe Biden did announce a series of steps that will address the oil supply crunch and lower gas prices. That's been a major domestic concern ahead of the November midterm. So uh, we'll see what he does. But he is going after oil companies and he accused them of price gouging at a time of historic profits. Oil executives have previously testified before Congress to address concerns about their prices, but they insist that it's the result of larger economic forces, which is supply and demand. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the economy impacts our day-to-day. Folks never going to forget the money you put in their, their pocket, especially when they needed it. You still got people talking about that damn stimmy. Mm-hmm. All right, and then let's turn to January 6th. And a member of the Oath Keepers is cooperating with the Justice Department's investigation of that far-right militia group. He told the jury Tuesday that he packed his car full of weapons and traveled to D.C. to stop Joe Biden from assuming the presidency by any means necessary. Jason Dolan is a 46-year-old former Marine from Florida. He's the first of several Oath uh, Keepers who pleaded guilty to charges from the conspiracy to take the stand. And he made clear that members of that group intended to try and keep uh, Donald Trump in power by intimidating Congress. And that was all what happened on January 6th. He said, I wanted them to be afraid of me. People will act out of kindness. They will act out of charity, but they act out of fear, too. So if they weren't going to do the right thing, maybe I could scare them into doing the right thing. And so he's now testifying and cooperating. He said he didn't feel like he was alone. He said the organization, Oath Keepers, gave him a sense of belonging. He liked that the group was primarily made up of military or law enforcement veterans who felt the same way that I did. Mm. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a bunch of people planning a coup to me. He said we had to fight back, conquer, or die. He came to see the Oath Keepers as a core group that would be willing to fight the government. And... Yeah, so he said, looking back on it, I think I was pretty naive, downright stupid with some of my decisions. I'm thankful that President Trump at the time didn't do something like invoke the Insurrection Act because I think there would have been a lot of violence. All right, and that is your front page news. All right. Now, you know, I want to shout out to all the HBCUs, too. I know Homecoming started last week, so I just want to salute to all the HBCUs out there, from the smaller ones to the bigger ones. Salute to you guys. They are big. And also, uh, Missy Elliott, we, we talked about it a, a couple of days ago, that she got her street sign 
in uh, Virginia yesterday. I and, saw that. He, 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 Avenue. <laughs> no. That's what it's called, right? No, it's not. It's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's he, 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 how Avenue. No, it's not. Don't be on here reporting fake news, No, bro. it's not. What's the name of it, then? It's, I think it's Missy, Mr. Mina Elliott Avenue. Oh, but, yeah, you're right. But uh, shout out to them, because I heard the HBCUs came out, and they put on, like, a whole production for her. So shout out to Norfolk State, shout out to uh, Hampton University, and all the colleges, all the HBCUs. I just want to salute that. Drop on the clues bombs for Missy. All the HBCUs. Mm-hmm. South Carolina State University. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I'm a, I have an honorary. Doctorate from South Carolina Yo, State shut University. Up, man. Yo, shut my up. mother's alma mater. <laughs> shut up. I do have an honorary doctorate from South Carolina State University. My goodness. All you right. know that. When we come I'm back. A doctor. When we come back. I'm your I'm your uh proctologist. <laughs> you was gonna say gynecologist. That's what you were say. <laughs> I'm your proctologist. <laughs> when we come back, 50 Cent will be joining us. We're gonna kick it with 50, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Black Power 105.1. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's Jay, MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Hey. 50, what up? Boy, 50, I'm back out. I'm back in The Breakfast Club. I know. What part of the world you in right now, Fifth? Because I know it's not America. Yeah, I'm in Prague. I'm in Prague. Ooh, okay. Okay. Czech Republic. I don't even want you to see me in America no more, Charlamagne. I want you to see me when I'm outside of the country because they treat me so much better. <laughs> but you gotta see me out here I did the O2 arena last night sold out and then again tonight I do it again wow and in the midst of all well, that man, a whole bunch of work going on here absolutely you know this, this is like my uh, day job you know and, uh, other <laughs> stuff was, you know really I'm a, a full time producer you know so I, I got the uh, what's they coming uh, um, actually tomorrow the uh, Flores Twins podcast is Surviving El Chapo yeah this is the first time yes, they've spoken was, about this, right? First time they spoke. And then they they like, I came across them. The other thing is I came across them in 2004. At the height of Get Rich or Die Trying, um, one, of, one of the dudes in Buck's entourage decided to leave the hotel and go to Cabrini Green Projects because he wanted to party. And what? Like one of, yeah. <laughs> he had the spinner. Did you own the spinner piece? They robbed him for the piece. Right? So... I think you got raw for that. The the twins, they got it to the twins because they that's who would have the money to, to buy that. And then uh Jay Flores, he he got the piece back to me because just to create the relationship, he brought the piece back. You know? He stole it from Buck's boy. Yeah. Then then he it got back to me through Gabby. Gabby brought he's working at RCA at the time on the Steve Rifkin, and he had a relationship with them, and then that's how he got the piece back to me. I wonder with a project like that, what makes you say, you know what, I'm gonna take it to a podcast as opposed to developing it as a show or a film? No, it's developing as a, it's the new Narcos. Okay. What I do, Charmaine, is I, I make it a podcast so they can hear it. Cause you don't do anything destroying the story by informing the audience. Like when we how many great feature films were books that you read before you got a chance to see the film? Absolutely. So we make the podcast, I got the, uh, the docu-series coming. And then the actual scripted series is on the way forward. Why not? And it's like making it's like you making so much money off one piece of content. Yeah. And then when you can get it in the early stages when they have never said anything, like you technically it's El Chapo's the biggest drug dealer. Like that that's look, they moved 130 tons of cocaine and heroin. Damn. For the for their organization. So if you look, when you say that, I was like, Well, you you were selling drugs. I was doing something different. When you look at it like that, you go, wait. Nah, we because 
telling me that ground level stuff that we was involved in in these environments in the neighborhoods when you and that level the first time that they asked for some work for them they had to sell for three and they gave them five so you could have caught you would have got life your first transaction you would have got life damn you got caught five kilos so they pretty much but well, their life was on the line the entire time everybody wants to know where you're going fifth you left stars you left stars high and dry yeah, you know what? In between time, because I I got three different offers I'm looking at now, but Sean, I'm gonna tell you the the difference is even my relationships at Ridersgate have been consistent. I sold the last thing that I pitched to them, I sold. Stars picked it up. The um, in that time period, like I got four new shows up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they, we got the a property players with Envy and them. <laughs> the star. Mm-hmm. You know, his right. wife star the show. He's just in it. <laughs> his wife is there. <laughs> so when you see when you see that their counterparts, you understand how everything else works away from the entertainment because that's the interesting parts of that show to me and the kids because mm-hmm. they're like the royal family. You got like five, we got a, a whole team and a, a cheerleader. Yeah, that's yeah. why you know you know that's why Caesar got the BBL three years ago because he knew Stop. eventually he got BBL. No. He ain't get no damn you know, man. No. <laughs> he did though. Didn't but, he get it? No, stop it. No, he ain't get no video, man. He lost some weight though. You know that. That's but listen, that show's been in development for you guys for a while. So what was yeah. the the first iteration and how did that evolve for you guys to get that picked up? Well, property players, that was what well, we went through a bidding war mm-hmm. for that show. Like they it was multiple networks that were excited about it. And then the the of course when you see the kind of draw that they have envy has with 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 uh even the car show with the seminars about real estate and stuff like that, then it looks way more significant than a show that you just came with this concept and you got this person that's a, a personality that's gonna be on it. When they see it's already drawing that many people to it and and it's already so so well established. Like they don't we don't have to fake any properties. These are all properties that they actually own in their business with. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like the coolest way was was figuring out the format for it to keep it entertaining away from it being just a, a real estate show. It's going to have it's a show about their families while doing real estate. Mm-hmm. Dope. So, Do you have an idea where you're going? No, you know what? It's, it's getting good. It's getting really interesting because <laughs> look, Charlie, when, when you start to see look, even I, I, I'm on a on the board for the motion picture television fund. Mm-hmm. When I'm doing that, everybody, all of the heads of the studios are there. So I missed the night before the Emmys party. And you like, I get a chance to jump out on that and have fun. That's my party now. That, that That's my, uh, you know how you, you uh, Jay's brunch before yeah, the award. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so mine's is before the Emmys. Before, so I'll do that there. And then, um, so it's a lot of fun. Just I, I have relationships now with the heads of the studios and, and so many different networks that I've been, that I've familiarized myself with while coming with these different projects. And then the success rate is so high that they just, it's the right way. I think one of the unwritten laws of power is to appear not to need anything. And because they know I don't need to sell the show, they see it the right way. And then they buy the show because it's, it's the presentation is like, this is an opportunity for us to have a hit together. Not, I don't need you to do this show. Like, right. You know, a lot of times when people are pitching themselves or, or pitching an the idea, they, you know, kind of this points of desperation where they're trying to sell you something, you know, like trying to hustle you a little bit. 
You know, so Charlamagne, he's not telling you where he's going. That's that's his answer. He's not telling you where he's going. <laughs> All of that. I will be back to tell you exactly what's happening. But I just I got multiple balls in there, and look at the same time, I need those networks that uh, think there's a strong possibility that I will to buy and move the projects that I have with them forward. All right, we got more with 50. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with 50. Yee. All right, let's also talk about your other series, Hip Hop Homicides. That one sounds fascinating. Yeah. So I don't want that. That one specifically, you know, that's that's going to hit home with us because it's, it's, it's just the culture. Even if you're not, when you report it, you, you kind of have information on people that you're not interested in. Like, you don't particularly like that artist enough to to follow that artist, but you still know, we still culturally are aware of things happening with them. You know what I mean? And when you get into the homicide side of it, so many, you know how many, it's like 700 homicides connected to hip hop because the new artists that, that come, they're still in the street. It's the whole, what would have been street cultures. Now it's like the drill scene, drill music, all of that's happening. So, so many artists that get knocked off before they actually get to the point, they're really recognizable artists. We started with the artists that we TV picked, but I looked at it like it was a true prime show. So it was like, Charlamagne, if it was, when I'm watching First 48 or, or when I'm watching Forensic Files, I don't care who it is. I'm just looking at the details of the scenario and imagining like what happened. Like I'm trying to figure out what happened before they tell me. Yeah, I think you know? the, the thing that's going to people up about hip-hop homicides when they see it, especially people that's not of the culture, I think they're mm -hmm. going to be shocked that so many of these rappers talk about the shit that, they, <laughs> that, that they're actually going through. Look, I would say, I, I, I try not to say nothing that DA might play in court. That's right. I, on 2003 in the records, right? And then when they go now, it's, it's crazier because they almost say specific, they're talking about a crime that was committed mm -hmm. in the music. Look, as much as you you would say no, this is art, and you don't you're not for them using lyrics against the people when when they're in, in those situations. It's tough when it's blatantly said. This directly relates to this, you know what I'm saying? And then they gotta have better sense than that, man. You can't can't do that, you know what I mean? I, I see I, you Carisha to BMF now too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's working on the BMF series, and then. You know, city girls up like a month. <laughs> Did you do that uh, just to fuck with Diddy? No, no, no. That was a uh, that was ahead of uh, the the thing with Daphne or whatever like that. I but y'all, man, I ain't kissed in the mouth in ten years, man. Somebody got to kiss him. That's wild. Yeah, you know that ain't no like for real, for real. <laughs> you know, like it, it, I it ain't one of those situations where you know how they had us in it. Like, they'll still go back to the baby mother and hang out with the baby mother and stuff like that. Nah, that's, and, and that was not like a relationship then anyway. It was more like an arrangement, mm -hmm. you know? And the, look, Sai is my, my boy, I almost named him Chen <clears throat> because of me and Floyd's relationship. He kept asking me to come back to Vegas and then he'll go bring, bring Daphne. I'm like, why? He said, so we can leave for with Miss Jackson and we can go. You know, Champ, I have four or five girls that was his girlfriends right there. Mm -hmm. I'm saying so he just needs a reason for them to be out of the way so we can go do everything else. And that kept her around consistent enough for that to happen, for us to have a little guy. But he's a blessing. Like I love him to death. Uh, and that this is the only thing. Where do you leave the money? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I saw you saw you got this what Sire Spirits? Yeah. 
And I put, I put the, even that, that company is for him to run later, you know, to develop it and get it going. And then I'll go off to something else and do some other things out here. And you got to collab with the Texans and the Kings and the Rockets and the Astros. What they carry the liquor, they carry the brands. And, and the Indiana Pacers today, it came out. And the Indiana Pacers were there for sure. Cognac and champagne. Wow. This is so. I'm going across the, the, uh, the, the Rockets, the Texans, the Astros, the, all of Houston, you know what I mean? Cause I'm just got out there. I was, I had to focus there right quick to get that together. And then, um, I went to, uh, Sacramento Kings mm-hmm. at the different spots. And then it's cool to be coming around full circle, but you know, like when the league is, it's very tough for you to meet what they feel like is sufficient standard wise, the person. Mm-hmm. Now, I was constantly putting out material and it was the old 56 content. They would be afraid to do business with me on that level. And then, you know, when they don't see that coming up as much and they just see it doesn't reinstate the crazy. Yeah. 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 And you, you got now, the- with everything going on with EA, do you, you think EA is going to have a hard time dealing with business from now on, dealing with manufacturers, companies and all I that? Think, yeah. Yeah. Because look, when you personalize, when things, people, when things hit people personally, they are affected by it personally. So they using their personal judgment with what they want to work, who they would want to work with, who not. And when you, like you say things that it affects people in a different way, Sean, man. It's like, like when I tell, even when the boy, what's name came around in six, nine, I was saying, if you got a problem, have a problem with the person you have a problem with, don't have a problem with all of Chicago. Right. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And then that what he's saying is, is is really broad. So you really don't know who you started beef with just now. Right. Like who really is affected by it and feel and dislikes you from for saying that and saying yeah. just tired of you being around here anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's forty eight laws of power say don't don't offend the wrong person. Yeah. And it don't take much. You know, people in, in in positions that they can block what you got coming. Now, one person that offended you was this whole penile enhancement situation. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to be my, clear, my old friend, Angela, I've been working with this John for the whole time. <laughs> I'm gonna say it was just a new one. They're gonna tell me it's the new one. Then, like, like I, when she does that, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? I'm saying, no, no, I'm, I'm going to get her. Going to get her. it's like the Tierra Marie thing, man. It's for like you, you do that. It's not about money. It's about you making that mistake, blatant mistake. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? And, and there's other people that I'm sure that the, I'm not sure what they've done, but I know Florida didn't know he got a facial, bro. You see what I'm saying? What? <laughs> been in the you same go to the spot. spa, get a facial. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Got a facial waiting, and, and they think that somehow that that was compensation by them being able to utilize you however they feel. Oh, gotcha. I get what you're saying. Gotcha. Promote what comes. So he puts penal, penal enhancement. <laughs> no, I'm gonna see you. you definitely. You need to kind of figure out when you can scratch that money together before everybody's in trouble. Well, you saw Biblical Fox came to your defense. Well, she went lying. She went lying. But <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it could be a win either way because now people know about this sur- this enhancement surgery they could do that they might not have known before, and so she could. Yeah, but still... they thinking they thinking that I'm I'm directing them to do it. Like I've done. It. That's wrong. <laughs> don't do that. That's no, right. Charlemagne want to go because when we first saw and reported on I just show, I just asked about the consultation. I didn't want, I'm not saying <laughs> I want <laughs> you know the consultation. Many, you know how many guys were like, yo, I didn't even know you could do that. 
even though we know it's a lawsuit and you didn't get it done, the fact <laughs> that it exists, now people know. I never even heard anyone successfully do that. Oh. <laughs> I heard of, I, I've heard of, 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 of the guys that had a lot of money, went and did that and died. Oh, wow. Yeah, they, they tried to enhance himself in that way. And I'm like, ah, man, so you was, you had everything else going and you was trying to fix that and it all up. Damn. All right, well, don't move. We got more with 50 Cent when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. EJ, Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with 50. Charlamagne? You got the BMF doc coming um, uh, this Sunday, October 23rd. It's, that's going to be on Stars. Like, why why a doc now? Like, we didn't see in the first season. Yeah, the doc, you know, Charlamagne, that, that was shot where they could have put it in the hole, the six-month gap that we had. Yeah. So, um... But there were timing for for it to be seamless. So the docu series will come on, and the de- the night that the finale airs on that will be the night that BMF season two premieres. Oh, so, so when the doc comes out this Saturday at midnight, yeah, season two starts. When, yeah, wow. that's, that's when it starts, and then when the finale shows up that evening, that the finale airs is the the evening that the BMF scripted series commits. Wow. You got so much going on. Raising Canaan is one of my favorite shows to watch right now. So I just want to say the actor who plays like a young 50, he sounds like you for real. He does. He slurs words. He does everything the way I, I'm like, look, he plays, he's where he worked on that. Like, cause you don't really talk like that. Oh, he does. Okay. Cause I was wondering, I was <laughs> like, he really sound like 50. No, nah, he really did. He really pays attention to it. My was like, y'all gotta say, cause he'll look at the interviews and hear where I say things a little different. Mm-hmm. And then he go, would you say this like this or like that? And like, well, I'm on set. And I'm like, yeah, you did it right the first time the way you did it. <laughs> you know what's great he, about all these shows? It really does elevate a lot of the people on them to a higher status. A lot of them have been in things, but maybe not had like a starring role. But I see like how much it's elevated people. Malcolm Mays, you know, mm-hmm. he did an amazing job. And I know he's done, he's been in multiple yeah. things. But for this, this is a huge role. Standing out. And he was, he was amazing in uh, softball. Mm-hmm. You know, and I worked with him in that film before we got him to come back. And then him and like Russell Hornsby was in Get Rich or Die Trying with me. I'm getting a chance to get the guys that I that I always like, like to work with and and put them in projects that are really exciting projects to get them to the next level. And then when when things look, we've made the biggest live events connected to television programming. So it gives us an advantage. Like we do, I do the premiere at Radio City Music Hall or at Madison Square Garden or, or like in Atlanta, we in the shed outdoors because of the COVID stuff. You know what I mean? And, but it's a big enough event that I can bring all of the, I can kind of use my juice card. Like I have everybody come out and do a little something because the, the, the event is already sold out. Everything's already set up. They just come rock, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, Fib, everybody wants to know, is there a possibility of, of of you, you know, actually your son your son wants to sit down with you? No, he doesn't. See, Charlamagne, you would call me. You don't call TMZ to say you want to sit down. Mm. Think about it, man. Mm. You know, you want some attention. You know? And it's okay. You can have as much of that as you want. You know, it's just like you, he, he, he's been trained to believe what you see him say in, the, in that interview, that what he was saying, he's been trained to believe that for a long time, bro. Like, you you don't just wake up and say, "Oh, well, I don't believe what I've been believing forever." You know what I mean? Like when I said that uh, that he's entitled, really, it's his mom's entitlement. It's been filtered. 
See, when I told you I was given a half a million dollars a year. They go through the paperwork, they say half a million dollars a year. Well, at that point, she still was expecting more. This is why I took her to child support. You don't usually sign up for child support. Like mm-hmm. I took myself to child support because she wasn't understanding that, that oh, I'm already giving you more than you're supposed to get. Then when it turns into the 6,700, that's not enough and it's never going to be enough. Mm-hmm. But remember me constantly coming to you and talking to you about she don't want to work. She need to get a job. She didn't hear me. Yeah, you used to always say uh, it's, it's, he's almost 18. The child support's going to be up. Gonna be up soon, and you, you don't see it because that's not real to them. They just live in the moment, and like, and it's it's fine. I'll take care of it on the next thing when it comes. The next the next check's coming in every month. Like, I I don't feel the pressure that or resentment that men feel with, with child support because I take care of it when the problems happen. Meaning, mm-hmm. I t- I took the money and moved it to a, a account that year. So on the books, that was an expense for that year, and then the next year I didn't feel that financially anymore. And it was like they was receiving it every month, but I had already put that money to this. I already took the loss on that year. So later, if you're not if you're not having years that bring in the same kind of money, it may affect you more later. I mean, if your career slows down, if you're not, you know, like I just didn't want that to be an issue at any point. So I just took care of it. Side is the situation when I have uh, good communications with like, and for him, it's his aunt. His aunts and make it easier for me because I don't mm-hmm. really like with moms like that. So, but we have been able to share and and raise it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No real fighting there and stuff like that. And we go on. outside of you. Uh, you would think puff that puppy situation. You would there's nothing else there. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. You know, most young, not- most young men grow up and they realize that you know they they was only getting one side of the story, usually from the mother. So then that's that's when they want to you know go go talk to the pops and they're like damn have that relationship. Kind of it kind of happened in in um, raising Canaan. Yeah, you know raising Canaan was was like was really like him. It's the kid has been sheltered and he looks and he's excited by ghosts. He's wearing suit stuff and and you don't really understand who ghost is. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they didn't came in the jail to to make that and he went get his business back. It was just allowing him the opportunity to do deal with that so he would deserve everything that he did for him. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As a, in that character. But when you look at to this point where you've if you've mailed someone a million dollars, right, and have zero respect for you, how much you think you gotta give them before they have a little bit? Damn. Mm-hmm. Damn. See what I'm saying? It's it's not gonna that the relationship I don't think that works. Damn. So you, you, you so you you would never be open to it? No, I don't think the relationship works. I'm not look for a long time, Charlie Man, I went I went running behind him. I went places that he went and he left the place. You see what I'm saying? And then there's a I went to uh even the text messages that was out. If, if y'all get a chance to look at him, that's me talking to his mother. Because his mother's texting me through his phone. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I said the thing that I said, knowing that this is her responding to me. And it, it, it looks a little rough for him for what I'm saying to him, but it's the circumstances of look, what's the penalty of you not following the order? All you do is go back to court. Yeah, yeah. She never got a job. What is the penalty? There's no penalty for her. They're gonna tell me to pay my lawyer, to pay her lawyer. That's real. To pay for everything every time you go do it. And there's no penalty for her because she doesn't have anything outside of what they're saying is support for the child. 
So what what do they do? They they're not gonna tell her to pay for anything. She just the the same energy you see there has been there the whole time. Look, you talking about a kid that's not even a kid. He's twenty five years old. Mm-hmm. You know what my issue was at sixteen. Angela, they wanted to charge me as an adult. Then, you see what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you you look and you go, when you gonna figure it out? Right. In front and like they act like they got money. You ain't got no money. Ain't no money there. The house that they stayed in in Atlanta while they was out there foreclosed on them before they left, as the child support was in. Complete mismanage of the money that you was being sent. They'll look and keep making reference to that point that they had money. That was the point that you was around me. But they don't, they don't have no now. He was in Queens working in Vanity. He's the hookah boy. You see what I'm saying? So while he's there, go order a hookah, watermelon hookah, and you see him run go get it. Hey, man, shut up, Fifth, man. By, by the way, Fifth, you are the person who said, have a baby by me, baby, be a millionaire. So that's your fault. Yeah, this is after I got the numbers back. <laughs> after they told me what, what was going to happen if you do. I said, what? That's, that's crazy. We appreciate you checking in. And we waiting to hear that announcement to see where you're going, man. Yep. Yeah, it's all love, man. It's going to be good. You know that I, you should, I think you... Who's, who's re-airing your podcast? Don't think I don't got my ears everywhere. I'm all in the street, Charlie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm on everything, bro. I'm, don't I'm, think I'm not paying attention to everything. Like, there's a... We got to figure something out. Definitely. I would love to. 100%. Yeah. You, you, I tell people all the time, 51 of the biggest people out here moving in television... And and for whatever reason, it don't feel like Hollywood is giving you that recognition. But yeah, it's not, not too many people doing it like you doing it, black or yeah, white. But then our culture, they'll see who's making things get done. You see what I'm saying? And then how how it moves. And they, you know, I don't need trophies, man. I got I got enough of them with the music. It's just to get more done. It's there. Like I got 26 shows right now. Damn. Wow. Yeah, that next deal gonna be like 11 figures. <laughs> They're gonna have to pay. Oh, I ain't going. I ain't even gonna do it. I'll be like this. No, I'm so I like it here. Nice and <laughs> by myself and then I'll build the studios and everything else. I'll start making them myself instead of giving them to them first. All right. Appreciate you, Fifth. Yeah, when you're back in New York, you gotta come up. Definitely, I'll come up here bright and early. All right. 50 Cent, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast You getting Club. any work done before your TV show start? The project, uh, what's it called? Property Power Partners? It's not called Power Partners, man. What's, <laughs> what's it called? With, no, why would you call it Power Partners? What is it, what is it Property Partners? Yes. It's not Power Partners. Nothing power. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you, man? But are you getting any work done before? Any work done like what? I don't know. Get some little cheek filler. You got cheek filler before? I never got no cheek filler, you man. You are a liar. Oh, that type of work. I thought you meant housework. No, I mean like on his body, face, cosmetic. No. Okay. I'm not. Y'all filming now, right? Why are you all in my business? Because 50 was just up here talking yes. about it, yes, so I'm asking. Yes, yes, we are. All right, okay. Yes, we are. <laughs> all right, well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Wendy Williams. I hate you, man. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Club. So listen up. Nah, nah, nah. See, he's got the BBL, so I was just asking. I think you know BBL, man. Stop it. See, People go, oh, no, he's he just doing squats. Oh, okay. All right, now, Wendy Williams' shot. publicist, Sean Zanotti, has said that she <laughs> is out of rehab. He said she is excited about the road ahead and looking forward to releasing her many projects. And she also said, thank you to my fans for your love, support, and many prayers. I'm back and better than ever. So she was trying to make sure that she took care of herself. She entered a wellness facility for help with some overall health issues, but she was released from that facility yesterday. I pray all that is true. Mm-hmm. 
All right, now let's talk about Meghan Markle. She was discussing on the Archetype podcast her time when she was on Deal or No Deal on NBC, the game show. What? That she said, yeah, she was a model on Deal or No Deal. Oh, wow. And here's what she had to say about that time. Back in 2006, I had a short stint as a briefcase girl on the U.S. version of the game show. Before the tapings of the show, all the girls, we would line up and there were different stations for having your lashes put on or your extensions put in. We were even given spray tan vouchers each week because there was a very cookie cutter idea of precisely what we should look like. It was solely about beauty. There was a woman who ran the show and she would be there backstage and I can still hear her as she would go, Markel, suck it in. I ended up quitting the show. Like I said, I was thankful for the job, but not for how it made me feel, which was not smart. All right, that's her breaking down the bimbo on her podcast, and Paris Hilton was a guest on that too. Claudia Jordan weighed in on this because you know she was on Deal or No Deal as a model. And she said, for clarity, yes, getting a modeling gig on a game show isn't necessarily about your intellect, but every show the executive producers pick five models with the most outgoing and fun personalities to place mics on who they knew would engage with the contestants. And she said, deal or no deal, never treated us like bimbos. We got so many opportunities because of that show. That's the kind of opportunity that is what you make it. If you just show up and don't engage, then you'll just get your check and not get much out of it. But if you show up and seize your moments, then there's no limits to what you can do with the opportunity. So she said it was a good experience, a good opportunity in her career and helped her pay all her bills. But she also said her response was not an attack on Megan because Lord knows I've been defending this woman in the media for years and I still will. I just didn't want any misunderstanding about the climate and environment on the deal or no deal set. And she said she's especially protective of Howie Mandel, who is nothing but kind and respectful to all 26 of us. That Megan story that she told was boring. It didn't need no production. It had music behind it and sound effects. Like it was just a boring story. I felt like Denzel in Training Day after you heard Hoyt's story in the cafe. You needed some music to it? I just, it just wasn't a good story. Like, suck it in? Like, suck it in. That's like, okay. <laughs> Why did you just yell out, suck it in? That's what she said. Oh, we needed context. All right. Huh? <laughs> All right, Jadakiss okay, is guys. launching a new coffee brand. It's called Kiss Cafe. Okay. Yes. <laughs> So you can get that at kisscafecoffee.com. You know, I love it. Over 40 years in three generations deep, grounded in tradition, I'm joined by my father and son to officially launch our Phillips Family Coffee Company. And so you can follow them on IG, too. He said, this is one of my proudest professional and personal achievements. There is no greater honor than taking what you've learned in this life and inspiring your family to join you and bring that pursuit to the next level. Drop on the clues, bonds for JD Kiss, damn it. Whoever thought that hip-hop would take it this far? J.D. Kiss out here selling coffee nah, brown. And you know, right? Ghostface opened up a coffee shop in Staten Island, too. He did? Yeah, he been did that. And he got his wow. own day at the same time in Staten Island. And that's what we want, right? We want to do things that our kids can can, can continue on. Absolutely. And their kids and their kids and their kids. So. And as I told I love to see that. y'all before, because coffee is a huge deal. It's the second biggest import in the United States after oil. And so it is a great business to get into and to learn about. And it did start in Ethiopia. So shout out to Jada Kiss. Shout out to Ghostface. Shout out to Coffee Uplifts People, my coffee brand. Um, and to all the coffee lovers out there, it's a universal and personal thing, Jada Kiss said. Everyone enjoys it differently, and we're here to help them do that. Jada Kiss went from grams to grounds. Mm-hmm. Gotta love it. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Cocaine right. to coffee. Who are you giving your donkey to? Man, four after the hour. Let's talk nasty people. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's, if, for all you people out there that want to build the wall, this might be a great reason. 
Oh boy. Okay, y'all. This might be another great reason for y'all to add to y'all, uh, y'all, y'all repertoire, y'all, y'all reason of excuses to build it. Okay? okay. All right. We'll get to that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. This program is sponsored by BetterHelp. You have a lot on your mind. BetterHelp makes it easy to find a licensed therapist suited to your needs. Get 10% off your first month of online therapy at B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash The Breakfast Club. Donkey of the day right there. <laughs> the, the Breakfast Club, bitches. You can call me the donkey of the day, but like, I mean no harm. Hi. Hello. Hold on. Sending a text. We sent a text, too. All right. Okay, donkey of the day for Wednesday, October 19th goes to a custodian named Lucio Caterino Diaz. All right, he is a custodian at a Houston medical office. Dropping the clues bombs for all the custodians out there. The janitors. Okay, what a thankless job. All right, but without them, do you realize how terrible your work environment would be? Imagine you came into a building to work every day and it was filthy. Okay, bathrooms not clean, dust everywhere. You couldn't function in that environment. So salute to the custodians for keeping things clean, keeping everything straight, all right? Not to mention, a lot of y'all know what y'all be doing in those bathrooms, okay? You look at your poop, all right? You be checking to see if there's blood in your stool, all right? And guess what? Some of y'all check it and don't flush it. And who has to come do that dirty work? You guessed it, the janitors, the custodians. Dropping the clues bombs for custodians. Okay? Treat the, treat the custodians with the same respect that you would treat the CEO of the company. They are just as important, if not more. Now, I want you to know that everything I just said applies to every custodian on the planet, except for Lucio Caterino Diaz. Why? Because that man is nasty. All right. And a minister society. And he gives all custodians a bad name. And he did something that I didn't even know. I didn't even know it was humanly possible. Would you like to know what he did? What? Let's go to KHOU 11 for the report, please. Urine samples are part of the business in a family physician's office, but a longtime employee here who does not want to be identified never expected a sample in her personal water bottle. The alleged victim says she became suspicious after detecting a foul odor in water from a break room cooler. I raised it to my face, smelled it, and it smelled like urine. Suspicions eventually prompted her to place a spy cam at her desk. And these screenshots are from a video showing the suspect conducting his regular cleaning duties but also violating her water bottle, something clearly shown in the full video. I just picked it up, removed the cap, and proceeded to put his penis probably halfway into the bottle, and then he tilted it up uh, so that his penis was surrounded by the water. That video was part of the evidence used to charge 50-year-old janitor Lucio Diaz with, among other things, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. How big was that water bottle? I knew, I knew you're thirsty now, aren't you? No. You thirsty. You look so damn dehydrated now. You want a glass of water right now, don't you? You want a bottle of water right from that office, don't you? No. Listen, kids, STDs were the original viral things in our community. Okay? I don't think nothing in the history of the internet has gone more viral than gonorrhea, syphilis, or chlamydia. Okay? I just was not aware that you could spread STDs from rubbing your genitals on a water bottle and urine. I never thought about it. It makes all the sense in the world. But whenever I hear stories like this, I immediately ask why. Okay, and when officers confronted Diaz, he confessed that he did it out of malicious intent and that it was a sickness. It is indeed a sickness, and it's clearly malicious, and that maliciousness has nothing to do with anything other than whatever turmoil he got going on internally. And furthermore, what I really agree with is that he's being charged with assault with a deadly weapon. 
Okay, if you got an STD and you out here slinging that dirty D all over town, infecting people, that is indeed assault with a deadly weapon. You don't, you know damn well you got a disease pizzle and you out here just sharing it. Okay, you get some herpes and you get some herpes and you get some herpes. There's more from KHOU 11. Let's listen. Most disturbingly, according to attorney Kim Spurlock, is that her client, a 54-year-old mother of two, contracted herpes, for which Diaz also tested positive. Mm. It's really just disgusting. And my client will suffer the consequences of this man's actions for the rest of her life. Spurlock plans to file a civil suit against building management and others. Get all the money. claims ignored her client's initial concerns. She isn't surprised there may be more alleged victims, given that Diaz told police, according to court records, he did it in other offices and that it was, quote, a sickness. Disgusting is an understatement. Get all the money. Sue, 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 and sue again. Okay, class action lawsuit, okay? Uh, Lucio uh, is being held right now on an immigration hold. And if he gets deported, nobody better protest. All right, all the governors that keep dropping migrants off to Vice President Kamala Harris's house, I promise you, if you find more migrants, illegal or otherwise, doing what Lucio Diaz was doing, spreading STDs by peeing in your water and rubbing their penis on your water bottle, you could probably get people to volunteer their services to personally help build the wall. Okay? The moral of the story is when you hear this man say he did it out of malicious intent, it makes me think of one thing. And one thing only. Well, two things. Of course, stop peeing in people's drinks and rubbing your penises on people's glasses. But more importantly, stop projecting your insecurities onto others. Okay, that's all this man did. Project his hurt and insecurities onto others. Just because you're in your feelings doesn't mean that you project those feelings onto others. Please let Remy Ma give Lucio Katrina, Katrina Diaz the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker! are you dumb? I have so many questions. What made her check to see if it was him? And then when she did get herpes, she had to go home and tell her partner. What did she tell her partner? Because she really didn't know where the herpes came from. Could you imagine you go home, you got to tell your partner, I got herpes, you don't know where it came from, you ain't cheating, you just got herpes out of nowhere? That is kind of wild. You know what I mean? That is kind of wild. And then how does she check? Like, how does she know to check her water bottle? And then how did his pee-pee stick, stay? Well, she, she, in the water bottle? Well, she, uh, when the victim told other co-workers what happened, one woman said that the same thing happened to her. So the victim set up a hidden camera in the office oh, just to see, see what was happening, and they caught the custodian. And how small was his pee-pee to fit in the water bottle? <sighs> Can you pitch your pee-pee in a water bottle? Nah. Yeah, you probably could. You probably could. All nah. right. Well, thank well, you. I'm, 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 I'm average, but yeah. you know, I'm not below average. Yeah, bro. you could get it in that water bottle. No, I can't. I'm looking right. at this water bottle right now. I'm looking at your bottle. <laughs> this is your. This is actually MD's water. It's called Positivity Water. Look, correct. You seen my? So you think I you have fit not. In that? <laughs> Yo, so you play huh? too much. Who All right. Thank you for that donkey of the oh, day. Oh, now you want to go to break? When we come back, JID oh. will be joining us. Salute to my guy JID, man. J-I-D, He's got one of my J-I-D. favorite rap albums of the year called The Forever Story. He's a, he's a dope kid. And we're going to talk to him when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Answer the question. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. J.I.D. is here. Tenny. What's up, my brother? What's going on, dog? How are you, man? How you feeling? I'm solid. This is your first time here, isn't it? First time, yeah. Welcome. Yeah, appreciate y'all for having me. You from Atlanta? Yeah, I'm from Atlanta. I don't know why. I don't know why. I, for the longest, first I thought you was from North Carolina for a while. Hell, 
Then I thought, don't do it like that. Uh, no, no, no. You about to just shit on your Carolina? No, just cause he just said it because of cold though. That's why. That's why. Yeah, I did. And then I thought you was from Virginia for a second. Cause you went to Hampton for a little while. Come on, man. Hold on, bro. <laughs> Hold on, bro. Hold on, bro. He proud for me. He don't want you to think he a transplant. Come on, man. Real sick, man. Real sick, man. But you went to Hampton for a second, right? Yeah, I got. And yeah. You and Earth Gang and y'all got kicked out. I got kicked out. Um, half of them got kicked out. Okay. Yeah. I was. Uh, I love the song Stars, man. And it sounds like it was based on a true story. So yeah. We, you were a homeless sexual at one point. You had, you had to, <laughs> what? Wait, 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 bro. I was what? A homeless sexual at one homeless point. Homeless sexual. What is that, bro? In the song, I think you started off by saying like, "Let me stay with you for a little while." Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You give the woman some. <laughs> blah blah blah. Bro. Yeah, you gotta room and board. Yeah. That's always like you for sure. fighting for your life. So. Yeah, you gotta uh, <laughs> for room and board. Got a money, it's not as good. Homosexual. <laughs> Dang, that's that's cold right there. That's that's a good uh, terminology. How old were you when that happened? No, nah, this is just like throughout mm -hmm. my life. You know what I'm okay. saying? It was just really me going through like the process of all oh, this transition from like I right, I'm doing sports and all that, mm -hmm. and then. Out of nowhere, like, okay, I got kicked out of school and I had to figure out, like, what was the next goal? Because I was, like, going to school. I was on a full scholarship, mm -hmm. football, and then got kicked out, derailed everything. I was thinking about being, like, a lawyer or something because I remember a lot of stuff. And that really was it, bro. I was just trying to figure out the next step. And then I was just like, you can rap. Like, all the homies always used to say that. Like, mm -hmm. we used to freestyle and it just came to my head. And y'all know Earth Gang. Hell yeah, love so Earth Gang. We, I was on a, um, like I said, I played football. And it was like, bro, you're not finna go to league. You're not growing no more, bro. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. How do you not take that criticism as like being negative? Like, I, I was like, you're right. <laughs> it's realistic. It's realistic. It's Word. my dog. He told me the truth. And I was like, all right. He was like, bro, just start. Let's rap. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. We can really put this together. So we started Spillage Village, the collective. And that's where it started. This whole album kind of sound like a movie. Now, in particular, this song, Crack Sandwich. Yeah, for love sure. Love Crack Sandwich. For <laughs> sure, for sure. That's my. That's one of my favorites. I love Crack, I love crack Sandwich, um, but it's not actually about Crack Sandwiches. Mm -mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. It was uh, just... Your brother. And I was telling you, I met your brother, yeah, Israel. Yeah. We were in Notorious 2's wedding together. And he was actually my partner. He was a groomsman and I was a bridesmaid. Cute. And, yeah. It's <laughs> uber cute. <laughs> yeah, we walked down the aisle. But I could see... I could get a little sense of how wild he could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother's lit. He was in the league. He did his thing. Mm -hmm. It's a good catch. <laughs> it's a good catch. <laughs> so tell us this New Orleans story where things went a little crazy and the family got arrested. Uh, my brother graduating from Tulane University mm -hmm. in New Orleans. We going there for celebration, whatever. Whole family there. Well, it was, it was probably missing a couple family members because it's like seven brothers and sisters. So everybody went there. I guess my sister's just a little too lit. They went to the restroom. Something happened in there with some girls. Got taken outside. My sister got kicked out. And I see through a glass window, a man hit my sister in the jaw. <gasps> no, man. Oh, that's it. All of his football friends, like professionals there, they all cool with my brother because, you know what I'm saying, he the man. It was straight mayhem. We broke the glass. So what did like, you say? You alerted everybody like, yo. No, no, no. I seen it, but I feel like everybody got the energy because all the energy was going towards the door. They trying to not right. let people out. So the bouncers and stuff trying to like stop the whole, not the whole football team, but just a bunch of like strong black men. Mm -hmm. It came outside, broke through the bouncers, broke the glass door down, and then just like a brawl in the street. So y'all caught the dude? Oh, 100%. Oh, good job. But it was a bunch of them. 
Cause we in New Orleans, they had about ten people. We had about like a like on the song I said like twenty three. We yeah, had like yeah. a bunch of people, so it was just straight melee, just everybody just fighting. It was horrible. It's probably one of the most traumatic things I ever been through in my life. It was teeth knocked out, blood everywhere. Ooh. Like I mean, he hit your sister though. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we worked him out. We figured him out. He, yeah. I don't I don't know how good he doing right now. Right. <laughs> Even to this day. It was mainly my siblings. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of crazy about it. It was mainly my siblings that guy got, but we ain't really get in trouble. They knew somebody who was popular or whatever, just got out of there. It was mm-hmm. a cool situation, but it was not a cool situation. Like, I was 17, die. yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm fighting like 21, 22 year olds. Right. You feel me? I'm 17. I'm about to go back to college. Right, <laughs> I'm about, right, right. To, about to go back to school on Monday. <laughs> I ain't go back scraped up. It was all good because you know know how to throw them. But yeah, and you out of town, so you was like, man, I don't know if they got guns. Yeah, all. I thought yeah. We, I, for sure I thought we was gonna die. I, they was screaming. They was oh, well, we gonna we gonna kill y'all gonna die tonight. Like yeah. New Orleans accent, it was kind of crazy. I saw you tweet out that Kanye's a cracker and you deleted it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I call him KK Kanye at this point. He's a fool. <laughs> Nazi. I'm gonna let the dust settle before I really give my opinion on Cause I don't wanna jump on it it's, It feel like it's a lot of noise out there Man, right now When somebody shows you who they are, believe them yeah. Cole was right on False Prophets <laughs> I'm staying out the way <laughs> I'm staying out the way but, but you got Wayne on the album too though you Got Wayne on the album, yeah, 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 yeah That <laughs> me up I ain't even, you know it's crazy When I first got the verse, I ain't listened to it Until <laughs> like we started doing mixing mm-hmm. I was like, this can't be real You know what I'm saying I let it sit for a minute Soon as my uh, folks sent me the uh, what's name, and I heard the lighter flick. I just turned it off. I was like, no, sir. Like I don't. Not the lighter flick. <laughs> Not wow. the light. As soon as I heard, it, I turned it. I was like, I don't want to hear it right now. Like this can't be real. Then we got the mix, and I heard it. I was like, nah, I'm about to come after you. You're not finna try and steal my song. Jack. Yeah. So, so you yeah. rewrote your verse. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't rewrote. Ain't rewrite. I just gave him like a eight after his. Got you. It's because I, I ain't never rewrote no verse, but for that moment, I just uh gave him a little extra. That was the first time I actually did that too. Had he reached out before? I actually went on a uh, a small college run with him in like 2016. Wow. And got booed. Wow. The first time I ever got booed on some like, just cause bro was late. Shout out to Wayne. But bro was late. So they was waiting on him. We at uh, ODU. i never forget Old Dominion University. I'm still mad at y'all about that. I ain't even <laughs> get a chance to rap yet, bro. As soon as I walked down on stage, I was like, I must be the ugliest in the world. Cause they just straight. Boo. Did you have dreads then? Did it start yeah, to grow? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So they probably could have thought it was Wayne coming out like super late or whatever the case may be. They wouldn't have. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. But that was six it. years ago too, and that's yeah. a terrible setup. Somebody's late, people waiting. Yeah, they still waiting. Not just Wayne. college kids, icon. Yeah. And then they don't know who you are from a can right. of paint. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is when I first like dropped a song that kind of got like starting to get notoriety, or whatever. Did you keep going when the for sure, for sure? Okay. I started freestyling, doing all stuff to divert their attention. It worked out. All right, we got more with Jid. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Club is still kicking it with Jid. Charlamagne? Two of my favorite songs on the album is uh, Brother Them yeah. and Sister Them. Break, break those records down for me. Brother Them is like saying you can get like a, a vibe from it. You can understand like this brother's camaraderie. But the mm-hmm. Sister Them is probably the most, one of the more important records on the album mm-hmm. just because it's a weird situation. It was me trying to like spill some stuff that I'm going through you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. with my sisters we don't even like really talk we don't f- with each other and it still bothers me to this day so it was like kind of peel back layers to that in a situation I don't really know like how it's gonna turn out mm-hmm. and I don't know like somebody gonna die but just on some like I don't know how we ever gonna like mend we this situation of. what about like around the holidays those are coming up Shot it on even f- with pagan holidays like that mm-hmm. she's your witness it's Christianity you know what yeah, I'm saying yeah, yeah. It's, some, it's some black southern rooted like 
uh, religion, but we don't really talk. So mm-hmm. I don't, I, I couldn't even give you her uh, perspective of what she believes in. I just know she don't <laughs> with me. <laughs> Is there a reason? I'm... This industry. Oh, she think you she like evil. She never wanted me to do this. Yeah, 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 yeah just yeah, because yeah. like she, she just don't like the whole all of it. She think it's like the devil the side. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'll be like. Just listen to my music. I'm talking about God. Yeah, you're like, I haven't had to sacrifice nobody yet. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> nah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a weird little situation. You had other options besides Dreamville. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I know quality control. Was yeah. that one place you could have went to? Yeah, yeah, Were yeah. Were you close to doing that? For sure. Coach K is my dog. Like, he was one of the first people like, bro, you got something. And I was literally about to do that. I think it would have worked out either way, bro. Because like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm on both sides of the spectrum. I can do this I could do the lyrics but I'm still a n- nigga like you yeah, know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. at the end of the day like I can do whatever needs to be done to to get the skin the cat is that whatever it's you know more what than saying? one way to skin the cat it's more that's a horrible <laughs> phrase people Who say that but that? I don't know if there is one Peter. I've never skinned the cat you never gonna see a nigga skin the cat Word the cat, so, cat <laughs> get you up out of there yeah, for so sure how, how is there more than one way to skin that the cat who did phrase. that to know that's that was created by White Some white people, yeah. <laughs> Ain't no <laughs> skinning no cats. Skinning cats. But that's a good problem to have when you have options. But were there other people coming to the table? Like crazy. I'm finna tell y'all a story. We was about to sign. <laughs> Me and Earth was about to sign. Not about to. We did not. We was not about to do it because we saw the deal. We got offered a deal from Rich Homie Quan. That would have been a come up for Rich Homie Quan. <laughs> oh my god. That would have been a great get. Bro, the deal was disgusting though. What was the deal? <laughs> it was straight disgusting. What I don't even remember deal? it specifically, but I just remember I was like, no, nah, I don't even know nothing about deals, but I know Crack sandwiches? <laughs> straight crack sandwiches. Damn. For, was, for so five was, years. Was he, the, was he the first person to come at you with the deal? I, I feel like he was. Okay. And we were just dealing with some of like his people or whatever. So it wasn't specifically him. I feel like at the time we haven't even met him. I feel like he was just having his moment. We had people around like, yo, rich homie, you want to sign some people? These got A, they hard. So I think that's how they came about and I don't know. I feel like I made the right decision. No, you did a great job. I yeah. do too. So how did Cole happen? He already knew about Earth Gang because they was popping like since college. They already knew what was going on. So they went on tour with um, Ab Soul and then I just came out, popped out, did a song every night and Boss was on that tour with Party Dream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cole came to one of the shows and he was like, you ain't in Earth Gang. It's only two people. I'm like, yeah, I'm just Dolly. You know what I'm saying? Seth Brown, one of Cole's best friends, he uh was always playing Cole, my stuff because me and Seth was like, we should smoke, like chill. You know what I'm saying? While we was on the tour, he's my dog. He was playing stuff for Cole the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then Cole was like, bro, pull up in North Carolina with Earth Gang. We pulled up to the studio and I just started barring them niggas up to death. Damn. I was like, this is my one chance. I'm going to kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and a, a couple of songs came out of that that made the first album. And it was just hard. Like, it was just a good moment. Cole just a solid dude. Like, forever indebted to my dog. Do you purposely, like on, on uh, the forever so you say, you know, I don't want no Cole features. For sure. Time. For sure, for sure. I'm, it's probably going to be like that for a minute so I get what I want. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, just because you want to be seen as the... Yeah, like, I'm signing Dreamville. Of course, you're going to get a cold feature. Of course, I take beats. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, music and stuff, it's it's time to separate from that. I don't feel like he did songs with Jay-Z his whole career. Like, every album, like, that's super goofy. Like, And then I feel like you guys also have some good, like, artist development. Yeah. Somehow, because I see, like, the progress. Because I always feel like as you go, like, the first album, the second album, like, it should always be yeah. some type of progression. Step and sure. I feel that with Ari Lennox, too, a lot. Like I love I, her album. You like yeah, her album? I do. Yeah, it's amazing yeah. to me. You and I Ari? think she's so Ari heavy. Yeah. Like, she's so randomly funny. <laughs> like, she just is. the things that she says. That was actually my favorite guest all year long. 
Ari being up here this year. <laughs> she and is I, funny as hell. Did you see Wonder was trying to shoot his shot at her recently? I didn't see that. I just seen the clip. Man, I seen a bunch of jokes around and I ain't even want to really hit on it right quick. <laughs> they was making hell of jokes. Twitter the Wild Wild West, bro. You, that's why I be... I don't care what I say on Twitter because yeah. I'm really not like that in person. Why'd you delete the tweet when you called Kanye a cracker? Oh, you gonna bring that up again. I said that. <laughs> he deleted it. Everybody just let it go. It didn't happen. Yeah. I don't know if it ain't up there no more. I don't know if that was okay. Okay, okay. I don't know. I I call people crackers sometimes. <laughs> it's disappointing though, right? I just want to plead the fifth on this because I, I always want to see you. how how everything right. play out. You don't want to. What say if he? What is this a master? It's not. Can we stop? I don't this? think it's a master plan. It's not. <laughs> it's not a drive slow, plan. homie. You just gotta. You, gotta, you just gotta keep doing that drive slow. <laughs> it might be the master's plan. It might be the master's plan, but oh, it ain't a master plan. Are you paying attention to the elections in Georgia? Uh, Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock. I heard you supporting Herschel Walker crazy. Bro, I seen a <laughs> heard tweet. Heard you did a song for his campaign, bro. <laughs> bro, I seen a tweet. <laughs> Yo, I, I, I'm sure they saying it because of CTE. <laughs> what did they say? Uh-oh. Herschel Walker sucked my dick in eighth grade. Vote for Raphael Warnock. <laughs> <laughs> what? I must have done some terrible I'm sure it was a joke, you know what I'm saying? But why would you say that, bro? I couldn't retweet it, but I guess I just said it on a breakfast club, so it's, can, it's out there Why now. can't he vote for him just because he gave him some <laughs> Why would he say that? That's like a real <laughs> crazy thing to say. I guess say. everything Herschel Walker stands for is opposite. Of bro, I just think it's because they say, bro, brain melting a little bit, bro. Bro, just played football for too long, bro. He just like deep south, I don't know. I can't rock. Um, I, th I think he communicate. I think he's a good communicator, though. I think that there's probably more people in Georgia who wow. sound like who 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 sound like him or got family that sound like him than they do the Raphael Warnocks of the world. So. And they talk straight. Yeah, he he talk like he from like Gullah Gullah. That's like, what I'm saying. Up. Yeah, yeah. Politicians can go over your head sometimes. Yeah, he's just talking directly to you, and Man. I think sometimes that connects with people. Damn. Do you feel like a responsibility when it comes to talking about voting and politics at all? Or you just... I hate all of that stuff. I know it's good for the community. Like, voting locally for your neighborhood and all of that stuff. But when it gets to, like, the higher level, I don't, I don't like it, bro. Just because of the, what's going on with black people and everything I've seen since I've been on Earth. Like, it's just like... All conditions have not changed. Nah. Yeah, I, I, it really made me mad, bro. What Alec Baldwin, Alec Baldwin said, like, to be... To be con uh, conscious of your whereabouts, or yeah, to be Negro in this country, and be conscious is to be in a constant state of rage. I know we that up, but we're in we the park. Up, but yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> bro. I be I be upset, and I be like, okay, how, what can I do to like add a grain of sand into this sea of change mm -hmm. that we want to see? Music, 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 and, and I try to speak about it. If you listen to like Radar, if it's a song on the album, the second mm -hmm. song, second song, yeah. If you listen to it, and you see what I'm talking about. And you like, oh, he really popping mm -hmm. But I just kind of like glossed it up. I made it like, I threw a, a suit on a mm -hmm. pig. You know what I'm saying? Listen, man, Jid, make sure y'all go check out the Forever Story. Great building with you, my brother. Likewise, man. And I uh, can't wait to hear more music and just keep keep going, man. Keep growing, bro. For sure, for keep sure. skinning cats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Please don't skin no cats. <laughs> if you skin cats, I'm going to call you a cracker. And I don't even get on Twitter, but I'm going to get on Twitter to say Jid is, is a cracker. cracker. <laughs> for sure. I love it. It's the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. On the show, The Breakfast Club, Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy had to step out, but uh, it's time for Rumor Report. We talking about Yee. Well, let's talk about Kendrick Lamar. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. Yo. 
Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, so Kendrick Lamar's Paris Big Steppers concert is going to be streaming on Amazon Prime Video. So if you didn't get a chance to see the world tour, you can actually see it on the stream on Amazon Prime. That's going to be 2 p.m. on Saturday, and it is available for free exclusively on Prime. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a a fun time this Saturday. I actually want to see that concert in person. I'm going to catch it somewhere. I don't know where, though. All right. And speaking of uh, Prime, 2 Chains has enlisted Lil Baby, Megan Thee Stallion, and more. He's doing a concert and interview series, and he's helping Amazon Music launch their show, Amazon Music Live. It's a brand-new concert interview series that will premiere later this month. It starts on October 27th, and it features performances and interviews with some of the biggest stars. It airs after Thursday Night Football on Prime Video. So the first guest on the show is Little Baby. He'll be performing songs from his new album, It's Only Me, and then he'll sit down for a conversation. Salute to 2 Chains. I'm going to tell you something else, too, man. We don't salute 2 Chains enough on being the uh, head of creative marketing for Crystals because Crystals be doing some really dope-ass commercials. I don't know if you saw the, the commercial they did with Brittany Renner for their new side I chick sandwich. Yep. Hilarious. All right, now earlier with 50 Cent, we talked about raising Canaan. And now let's talk about Lou, a.k.a. Malcolm Mays, on the show. Now, he was on Lip Service that came out yesterday, and he talked about how, for some reason, his character does not ever have a black woman to sleep with. All right, here's what he had to say. Yeah, like, my, mama said, don't, you like- my mama said you can f- like girls that don't look like me but don't bring nobody home that don't look like me. Okay. She and she watched care. Raising Canaan, she see you f- that way. Bro, like, it's you know, that's a touchy subject for me. Why? It's a touchy subject because, like, it's not like my personal preferences mm-hmm. being displayed on screen. Mm-hmm. So, I, like, people really, but, but but because of, you know, black women, they had it hard. Like, women of color have had you it hard. You know, I think about it. What black girls were you with, though? Exactly. None. Bro, they doing Ooh, dirt they were, uh, yeah. Light skin Hispanic. Yeah, there was, there was white re- passing. Look, I say it like this my penis is the UN, but my heart is racist. <laughs> my heart black. Okay. Just, I just like black women. That is true. I didn't think about it till he said it, but he did have sex with a white woman and then also a uh, Latina woman. So he wants to diversify that. Because once he has sex with a black woman on that show, she's going to become a main character. Because once you go black, you never go back. <laughs> you get the lead. That's right. All right. Now, August Alcina is saying that he has... Uh, no relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith and he basically he's going to be on The Surreal Life and that premieres on Monday October 24th and of course they ask about that all the time that's why he was answering those questions he was talking to Entertainment Tonight he said at first he was apprehensive about joining the series and he did reject the offer multiple times he didn't want to have to relive that whole scandal I understand that something big like that happens and it feels like no one's ever going to stop asking you about that and bringing it up and then getting mad at you for answering the questions All right, and shout out to Nicki Minaj she is on the cover of Interview Magazine and Jada Pinkett Smith is the person who interviewed her now she was so excited about it she posted I looked up to Jada for so long, never in a million years did I think one day she'd interview me. It was probably the best interview because it was really more of a candid convo between two women who've had some very similar personal and professional experiences. This is such a full circle moment. All right. In addition to that, in the interview, she said, I don't think the new female rappers really understand who I am. A lot of the girls that came before me, they were really were those sexual beings. And I was so inspired by them. But I'm not like that. I'm more the goofy girl. Even some of the new male rappers, I turned down a Gunna song because it was just moaning and groaning on the track. But Drake ended up doing it and it worked great for them. And free Gunna, by the way, I have to make sure I say that. 
She also did say her new album will likely be released before the end of the year. Oh, I need to hear this song with Drake moaning. <laughs> what song did she turn down where it was nothing but moaning that Drake did it? Drake is on the song P-Power with Gunna. But anyway, that is your rumor report. All right. Uh, we got the Fake People's Choice mix up next. The reason I call it the Fake People's Choice mix is because uh, Envy lies to y'all and tells y'all to call in and request a song when he knows he's already pre-recorded the mix. What is coming up next? We want to hear Drake moaning on there. Yeah, let's hear the Drake morning song. We're gonna. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. It's her funny and heartbreaking story about her relationship with her mother, complicated grief, and stardom. Start listening when you sign up for a free 30-day trial at the home of storytelling. Audible.com slash breakfast club. Oh, you see me. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. I want to salute to everybody out in uh, Alabama that's heading to my show November 27th. I just want to say I really appreciate you guys. I mean, it's just nothing but a, a car show and family fun. Uh, no artists performing. And you guys out in Alabama are really showing out. So I just want to say thank you. Celebrity cars, old school cars, exotic cars, just dope cars. And so many so many things to do for the kids. So bring the family, whether it's amusement rides, carnival games, uh, face painting, and a whole lot more. Kids five and under are free. If you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets. That happens November 27th. All right? All right. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do, man. First of all, I want to say... Um uh, make, I want to tell everybody to make sure you go scream uh, my late night talk show hell of a week it's on Paramount Plus right now go scream the last episode with Amber Ruffin Jamel Hill Marlon Wayans and Whoopi Goldberg and tomorrow we're back with another episode man 11.30pm on Comedy Central right after the Daily Show so uh, DVR us do what you gotta do we got a great show uh, for you tomorrow Stephen A. Smith will be on uh, Michael Cohen will be on Teslin Figueroa will be on and uh, my man Jim Morton will be on so make sure you check us out Tomorrow night, 11.30 p.m. on Comedy Central. Now, the positive note is simply this. You and nobody but you are the ancestor that changes everything for your bloodline. That's right. You heard me. You are the ancestor that changes everything for your bloodline. You are the golden light in human form. Bought the earth with a higher purpose. Breakfast club, bitches. Y'all finished or y'all done? It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. 
Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.